0: Hello and welcome to and let's be heard for Monday, October 2nd, 2023. I'm Mike Cachapoli. Here we are a new month, October. Boy, this is just speeding through, right? We are what three quarters of the way through 2023. And soon enough we will be officially in the presidential election year of 2024. Goes by so fast, so fast. Um, well, quite a bit happened over the hope. First of all, I hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a good. Actually, this is the beginning of Fleet Week here in San Francisco. I saw the Navy guys riding the cable car today. It's the beginning of Fleet Week. So it uh, culminates with uh, Columbus Weekend and those <clears throat> annoying planes that fly over for four days and give me a Fucking headache. Um, I remember when I was uh, running. <laughs> this is inside. When I was uh, thinking of running, almost running. They almost ran. I was the almost ran mayor of San Francisco. One of my ideas was to get rid of this, uh, not Fleet Week necessarily, but the the flyover thing, the Blue Angels, whatever they're called. And I know a lot of people in this city hate it. I know it. First of all, it's not a very jingoistic city to begin with, right? Not a very militarist. it's not like it's San Diego. And so uh, my idea was to get rid of those things because they firstly give me a headache and that's most important. That's the best reason to get rid of something. There's a lot I want to get rid of, a lot. But I figured, you know, I don't want the headache. I mean, it's very loud. It makes the whole uh, building shake. And it's several hours a day. Basically, it starts Thursday with the, uh, they practice. And then on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, they have shows. So it goes several hours a day for four straight days. And it's very loud. And I thought of a couple of different reasons beyond my own annoyance. Uh, Animals must really be frightened by those noises. You know, they talk about animals being frightened New Year's Eve, Fourth of July, but that's 20 minutes of fireworks twice a year. This is several hours a day, four days in a row. It's very loud. So I thought of animals, right? Animals matter. But even more so are how about veterans with PTSD? Do they ever think of veterans with PTSD? And I know people are thinking you, oh Mike, you're making this you're making this too serious. Well, that is serious. I'm sure there are veterans with PTSD around the country. Remember, you know, these events happen at different different weekends, different holiday weekends around the country, who don't necessarily react well to that sound. Of those fighter jets going over and shaking everything so i thought you know what it's not really necessary it's also an unnecessary kind of militaristic display i know that the kids like it and families bring their children but you know other things you can do um i don't mind yeah i like the idea of the navy guys coming in getting a week off and having fun on the town whenever i see these navy guys i always think of on the town right the bronx is up and the batteries down the people travel through a hole in the ground i think i just changed the song new york new york it's a hell of a town um but that's great but i mean this these these planes going over and shaking everything um is uh is very annoying and i actually i despise it i truly despise it i do um, so my idea was to end that, right? And I, I got some bad responses from people. I mean, one guy said, oh, I, I, that's a reason not to vote for you. Over, I, I cleaned the city up. San Francisco would be clean. There'd be no crime. Small businesses would thrive. Oh, God forbid. I would not, uh, I would not have the planes going overhead and shaking buildings for three days. Oh, don't vote for me. Don't vote for me. Anyway, so that was a reason one guy had for not voting for me because I was going to get rid of the Blue Angel display, you know, and it's just so stupid. So that's coming up this coming weekend, Columbus Day weekend here in San Francisco. Um And it, it, it got me thinking about the military, right, a bloated military that we have, what's happening in Ukraine and all of this stuff. But I think the main things that are are going on right now that I wanted to talk about. I don't want to bury the lead, right? They talk about that. Don't don't bury the lead. Don't bury the lead. Well, we know that Diane Feinstein last week died at the age of nine zero ninety, um, and that she had to be replaced. And the way it works here in California is, instead of calling for a special election, the governor gets to appoint somebody to fill in the seat until the next election, which I think is totally undemocratic, but that's California. There's no democracy here. We saw that for the last three and a half years. There's only a dictatorship here. So he gets to put someone in there until next year, until next November. Now, people say, Well, what's the big deal, Mike, it's a sea filler. At this point, it's uh, the elections in 13 months, right? Well, because Americans are dumb, and Californians are especially dumb, when it comes to the electoral process. So incumbency has a lot of power people don't see her as a sea filler they'll see this person we'll talk about her in a second um as a as a the incumbent so that gives you a big lead right the power of the incumbency and so that's a big deal so i don't think the governor or any governor should be able to do that Should be able to give someone the power of the incumbency there should be a special election called for. There are candidates. You know what I'm saying? You can get an election done pretty quickly. In normal countries, elections, in normal countries, the most serious, the top elections for the leaders of the country usually go, what, about a month, 30 days? No, not here. It goes for 30 years. But you can get an election for the senator done very quickly. That's what I would do. I would, I would say that's, that's the true democratic way. Okay, let the voters put in an incumbent, even if it's just until the election next year. Right. But at least the voters then will be able to decide who that person with the power of the incumbency has. Not the hair gel king of California, not American Psycho 2.0. And especially when American Psycho 2.0, the hair gel king of California, Puts in someone like, I should say, someone (laughs) that goes by the name Lafonza. At first, I thought it was Henry Winkler. I thought Fonzie was taking over, which I thought that would have been great. If it was Fonzie, I'd be all for it. Just put him in there. But no, it's Lafonza Butler. And I was like, who the fuck is Lafonza Butler? Well, there's a reason why, and I'll get at this in a minute, why I have no idea. I mean, look, I'm pretty in tune. With politics especially in the state i live in for the last decade plus and i would never heard of this person I, I know i know uh barbara lee you know i know shiffy schiff i know weenie i know all these people i just, i had no idea who lufanza butler was i'm like okay you think if it was someone he's putting in for one of the 100 u.s senators it'd be someone i know right okay anyway so uh, he goes through the reasons for putting this person in, this individual in, and it's it, there's nothing with qualifications except the woke agenda, call, uh, the the Demo- liberal democrat qualifications that she's a woman, uh, black, gay. It, 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 I mean, he checked them all off. It wasn't good to have one of the of the woke characteristics. It wasn't good for it to be just a woman. No, that's not good enough. It wasn't good enough to have two of the woke. Characteristics: a black woman like uh, London Breed or Kamala Harris. No, no, no. That's no, not good enough. It had to be the hat trick of wokeness, which is black woman and gay. And so these are the reasons he gives. If you read his tw- his tweet, it's you know black woman gay. That's it. That's basically the main reasons. And then of course baby killer. She that's that goes over very well here. Planned Parenthood leader, leader of, you know, all that nonsense. We know that the pro-abortion movement, which is also the woke agenda, right? It's also a wedge woke issue, woke agenda. It's not, it's not, once again, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This is not something abortion that most people care about. It's a wedge issue. It's never one of the top issues of voting. It usually cancels each other out. Half the country's this way, half the country's that way. And that's that. So it's not something that most people care about every day. In California, it's nothing. It means nothing, right? Because we know it's a state issue. So now that it's a state issue, because Roe v. Wade is gone, the U.S. Senate has nothing to do with it, right? So that's garbage. That's, once again, that's just a woke, bullshit, liberal, knee-jerk agenda. And it's all there. So it's black, woman, gay, uh, anti uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, pro-abortion, and that's it. This is very insulting, not just to everybody, but to black people, to women and to gays. When you say, when you do this, when you say the person, the reason why I'm putting this person is, isn't because this is a genius person. Isn't this isn't because this is a smart person. Isn't because this person is qualified to be in the U.S. Senate, but because they're a black female gay. See, that's what these liberals like Gavin Newsom don't understand. That is insulting. That is indeed racist and sexist and homophobic. To say the person gets the job because of that, that's all they're worth. That's what they are. They are black. They are a woman. They are gay. Not they are a genius. Not they are a Rhodes Scholar. Not they have a 200 IQ. Not that they're, you know, a political firestorm. Nothing. Black, female. Gay. It's so. It's it's it spits. It, it it's like it's it truly is. I don't understand. I wish black people, women, gays can see this. This is like Gavin Newsom simply spitting in your face, saying this is all you're worth, of these very superficial woke characteristics. Superficial woke characteristics. That's all. It's very sad, It's it, but it's, very, it's, it's just typical of him, of Gavin Newsom. In fact, Dr. David Human-Hamadi, who's on Twitter all the time, a good COVID doctor, one of the few good COVID doctors, actually predicted this. He predicted Gavin Newsom would hire someone like this, and his reasons would be the exact reasons he gave. That's how predictable this guy is when it comes to this just ridiculous, woke, virtue-signaling uh, agenda. Vote, vote, vote. Now, if the, if, if the people of California wanted to elect somebody for those reasons, which they do all the time, that's a different story. That's a different uh, thing we can criticize. But once again, this is the governor acting as dictator, saying this is who I'm going to put in for these reasons. And that's basically what he did. So now we look more into Lafonza Butler, and there's even... Uh, talk now that she's not actually a resident of California, that she has not lived in California for the two years necessary to run, to be a U.S. Senator. Uh, We have documents here, filings, FEC filings from Emily's List. By the way, she's an Emily's List candidate. Emily's List is a very woke, uh, pro-abortion, basically left-wing agenda. Uh, I knew them when I was on the Bernie Sanders campaign, that that's what they do. They basically just they promote female candidates who are basically extreme leftists, right? Female candidates who are pro-abortion. And so according to Emily's List record, Lafonza Butler's residence is Silver Spring, Maryland, as recently as last month, 31 days ago. Okay, these are FEC filings. And now there's talk that she's never paid taxes here in California. There's, there's, there's some talk that she gets some kind of checks at L, in her LA, LA. Some checks are mailed to her in Los Angeles for some reason. So people are saying that proves that she's a California resident. But it's not. But, but this brings up a bigger issue. Was there, was there nobody who's like been here for a long time that could have been in the pool of people that he could have chosen from? Why? Why? Why couldn't he find someone who's a lifelong resident here? I mean, you're replacing a U.S. senator of California who'd been a U.S. senator for 40 years, right? Four decades in politics here for 45 years. You couldn't get more local in California than Diane Feinstein. She was certainly not a carpetbagger, but this woman seems to be a carpetbagger, LaFonza, a, a, a carpetbagger. Why couldn't he find someone why did he have to find someone where there's any controversy over if she's a resident of here or Maryland? I don't get it. And like I said, I had never heard of her. That rang a bell. There was like a warning sign. Someone who's into California politics as much as I am. I had not heard of the person the governor appoints to be one of a 100 U.S. senators and take over for someone like Dianne Feinstein. Feinstein. And so it pans out that there is something fishy about this. That she may be, uh, you know, a, a carpet munch. I, I mean, uh, I mean, a carpet bagger, carpet bagger. And uh, that's a problem. This guy's a fucking idiot. He really is. Gavin Newsom is, is is a truly vile person. He can't do anything right. Look, Barbara Lee is too left wing for me. But he could have put her in. But he had this thing against her. where he didn't want to put her in. In fact, many Californians wanted her to be the 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 the. Uh, The seat holder, right? The seat warmer. Uh, But no, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that. He had to put in this woman that no one's heard of because she's black. So Barbara Lee wasn't good enough. She's a female black. That's only two of the three woke characteristics. The person had to be gay and and virulently pro-abortion. That had to be. Even though abortion, like I said, is a state issue, not a federal issue. So U.S. Senate has zero to do with abortion anymore, as the Supreme Court ruled solidly. This is Gavin Newsom being Gavin Newsom. Everything's woke, woke agenda, superficiality. There's nothing real there. Nothing he does is done to actually help the people of California address the real needs of the people of California. He's constantly doing this. And I certainly hope that Ron DeSantis brings this up in their debate, which I believe is going to happen in November, from what I understand. There will be a Newsom DeSantis debate on Fox News on The Sean Hannity Show, I believe at some point before the end of the year. So I I would hope that Newsom uh, DeSantis would bring this up. You hire people because they're qualified for that job. And to be a U.S. senator, you should be highly qualified, highly qualified for that position. I don't know, regardless of the residence of Lafanza, I don't understand what her qualifications are to be a U.S. senator, to make votes in the U.S. Senate. I don't get it. Someone needs to tell me. Once again, I, I know what her qualifications are, according to Gavin Newsom. Black, female, gay, pro-abortion. But what does that have to do with being a U.S. senator? What does it have to do with that? It's just part and parcel of this guy, really. I mean, he couldn't even put someone in like Barbara Lee. Not the perfect candidate. I I know Gavin Newsom is not going to put in a a moderate he's not gonna put in a libertarian i know that but he could have put in barbara lee and he wouldn't have had this controversy at least over where the person's from that the person's not a true californian that the person taking over for a lifetime californian is from here it gets worse and worse with these liberals they're not they're not learning because like i said they don't need to learn because the people in california Want they, they see lafonza butler they get excited by her name right people here get excited by names that you can't pronounce or have no idea where they come from it sounds like a made-up name to me it really does but uh I've, I, have you ever heard i've never heard of her but i've also never heard of her first name i've never heard of lafonza guess like i've heard of fonzie but i've never heard of lafonza i don't know so but this is part, once again, the, pe- but the people here will say, oh, great. Oh, what a great leader Gavin Newsom is. He put in a black gay woman, pro anti-abortion, anti-abortion, black gay female. That's great. That's what we need. Why? Why do we need that? Why is that needed? And once again, I will reiterate this one more time. It's a slap in the face to everybody, but it's mostly a slap in the face to blacks and women and gays. Because he's saying, this is why. You're getting the job, not because of your intelligence, not because of your qualifications, but because you're black, because you're a woman, and because you're gay. And that's all you are. And that's all you will always be defined as by the left. That's it. That's your existence. That's your forte. Your forte is being born black, born a woman, and gay. <laughs> it's, it's such a spit in the face to millions and millions of people a spit in the face to millions and millions of people. And yet here in California, they accept it. They think it's great. They think he is just the bee's knees here. They really do. And I'm not making this up because he wins reelection by the same margins that DeSantis wins in Florida. In other words, no one has any chance against him. Zero chance to beat Gavin Newsom because he does things like this which play to the idiots in this state and this state is full of morons of all kinds from a to z a to z every aspect of life they're idiots in this state and don't get a complex i'm not talking about everybody i'm talking in generalities because these things are generally true right And so the people who aren't like that are surrounded by these people all the time. Like myself, we're surrounded by this. And I got to get out of here. I got to. I got to get away from this fucking American psycho 2.0 hair gel king. It's getting worse. Did you see him the last couple of days? It looks like he's got about 10 vats of hair gel in his hair. I mean, literally, it looks like he gets up. You know, people talk about. And rightfully so, Donald Trump waking up and putting that red stuff, that orange stuff on his face and doing that weird eagle hair thing on the sides. I understand. It's weird. But think about Gavin Newsom. The guy gets up every day. And what does he do? He like goops the hair. He puts his hand. You can see it. He's like slops it into his hair and puts it on. I mean, it's disgusting. Absolutely grotesque. So that's what Gavin Newsom did over the weekend to annoy me. Um. There's also a lot going on in regards to Speaker McCarthy, and this is inside Republican politics. I know Matt Gates wants to get rid of him, and uh, and some people are on Matt Gaetz here. So uh, McCarthy worked with the Democrats. Oh, this this the the big the final straw for Matt Gates was the agreement on the debt ceiling, right? Which I'm very glad they did because I'm about to travel on Wednesday. I'm taking a very big trip so i don't know what my schedule is going to be on after tomorrow i'll be on tomorrow night i'll be on tuesday night as the usual time but i don't know what will happen after that because on wednesday i'm heading to florida and then on saturday i'm going from florida to medellin colombia for a couple of weeks i'm very excited about this i'll have wi-fi i could do the show from there if i want but i don't know if i will but we'll see maybe i'll do some special show um, once I get the lay of the land, I can tell you how much better it is than this country. But um, the debt ceiling thing was a problem because if they didn't come to an agreement starting today, air traffic controllers and TSA agents would not get paid. Now, they're not allowed to quit and they would have worked at least for a while. But, you know, they'd be in a bad mood. The last thing you want are air traffic controllers and TSA agents in a shitty mood because they're not getting their paychecks. So I'm glad they put this 45 day thing in, um, why they don't just say for the next 10 years, I don't understand why they do this, you know, why they do it then procrastinate and last minute. How, how often do we see this? They they'll do it for a couple of months. Then they get to within 48 hours of a lockdown of a, a government shutdown. And then they come to an agreement. I mean, how often have we seen this same boring movie play out? But anyway, McCarthy worked with Democrats, I guess, to pass this vote to prevent the shutdown. And Ga- Gates is now very upset, uh, calling for him to be removed. So McCarthy's now facing a challenge that only two other House speakers have faced in history. Must call a vote within two days to see if he has to vacate his seat. Um, so this was, you know, some were upset because it was a bipartisanship vote that triggered this and we need officials on both sides to work together to solve these things. Um, so that's what Gates is, uh, is mad about really, and wants to get rid of him. Um, this is why people hate politics, right? I mean, there's a bipartisan deal reach to prevent the government from being shut down. People will now get paid um and remember air traffic controllers make good money but i'm sure they still need their paychecks and tsa agents do not make particularly great money and they need their paychecks so I, I would have been upset if they people weren't getting paid um not that we need the tsa but that's a whole other story so this was good right that there was some kind of an agreement and it's only a 45-day agreement anyway it's, it's not a long-term deal so um but many see gates is uh, very extremist, right? An extremist, the extremists of of the party. And I think he supports Trump. I'm pretty sure he supports Trump. And I, I don't believe McCarthy particularly does, but you know, like to play it both ways sometimes. Um, but people do expect both sides to work together to solve these things, right? And now McCarthy can be punished for working with the Democrats and not taking the hard line stance. That the republicans had which is that they wanted certain things before they agreed to this and if it meant a shutdown lockdown shutout whatever they call it that would be fine they'd have to deal with that and normally when these things happen the republicans know the blame usually goes to the party in power it usually goes to biden right it would go to biden it would go to the president so the republicans like matt gates were no hurry to get this to get this done because they believe politically They felt it was wrong. I guess when it comes to economics and also the politics of it, they knew that most people would blame Democrats. So he's upset and he wants to get rid of McCarthy. So we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. Um, On on the on the Donald Trump thing, Trump more Trump. uh, He spoke in Iowa, in Atumwa Atumwa, Iowa. I know where that is, Um, and it was. It was embarrassing. I mean, he was slurring his words, and he was talking about things—just tangential things—that no one understood what the hell he was talking about. And he was stuck for like a certain period of like two minutes on Ron DeSantis's name and his name for him. Uh, it, it's a it's a beautiful term, he said. This, uh, anyway, I might as well just play it right because people don't like when I do his voice, even though I think I do a pretty good Trump. I really do. But anyway, OK, I'll play it. It's just this is Trump talking about uh, Desantis. with,
1: with uh, love for our country, with love for our country, not love for other people in other countries. But Desantis is, you know, it's great. You talk about branding, right? branding is a great thing. You brand somebody. So it's the sanctimonious. I've never said this. It's the sanctimonious. But you can't keep using it too long, but it's a beautiful term. It, you know, this It flows, it's But you sort of can use it once every two or three paragraphs, right? Brad, wherever the hell, Brad, my Brad. Where the hell is that guy? He's the greatest. But uh, he was there right from, I think he's the first person that endorsed me in the whole country. The whole country. So I happen to love him. See, I'm very loyal to people like that, you know? But think of it. So it's the Sanctum but the abbreviation is the Sanctus. If you put the two words together, put the Sanctus underneath, it's a beautiful thing. It's actually a certain genius to it. So he's being interviewed by one of the networks on a straight interview. Ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased to have Governor Ron DeSantis with us today. Thank you very much, Governor DeSantis. It's DeSantis, but he actually changed his name, right? He's went DeSantis, right? He doesn't want DeSantis. He wants DeSantis. And I left him a message, never change your name in the middle of a campaign. Do you agree with that? Never change your name, Senator, in the middle of a campaign. Anyway, but he's, uh, looks like he's toast. I never say that about anything. You know, I could say, I, I'd go into a deal in business, and they're waiting for me to sign. Everything's done 100%, and I'm walking into the conference room ready to sign. I say, what are my chances of getting it done? They say, what are your chances of getting it? Now, all they need is my signature. I'd say 50-50. So I never take anything for granted. He is so gone, this guy. And he should be gone because he did the wrong thing. And he's young. He could have run in 28. I think his career in 28 is finished, too, because he's not a talented person. But he could have run in 28. They say walked in. You don't walk into any. This is, You need great talent for this stuff. You don't walk in. You think somebody's going to walk in and they always get...
0: So this is a psycho person. And by the way, you can't see the two-minute video when he's talking about the sanctimonious and he says it flows and his left hand is like moving like a crazy man. It's moving all around like water. He's going, the sanctimonious, it flows, it flows, the sanctimonious, it fl-. This is a psycho. This is a truly uh, psycho bitch of a person. And if you like him, you're also a psycho bitch. It's, it's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you're nuts. If you like this fucking psychotic... Twat. (laughs) You have a problem. So he's talking and he's, two minutes, it's like, this is like a stream of consciousness. There's no issue here. There's no issues he's talking about. He's like, the sanctimonious, it flows. Look at the sanctimonious. I say the sanctimonious. I say the sanctimonious. So we know he's gone. He's lost all of his money. One of his cases now, he's going to owe 800 million, not 250 million. He's broke. He's counting on people in middle America who can't afford to feed their families to send him Ten bucks each so he can put it into his defense fund to try to keep his ass out of jail. But we also know from the inner workings that he's been asking behind the scenes, he's been asking his people what kind of jail they would send him to. So he knows he's going to jail, but he'll go to club fed. Won't be a bad jail. Like I said, it'll be a better. His jail will be a better resort that you and I could ever pay for that we could ever afford. So there's that, but whatever. At least he'd be out of politics. But this is it, this is basically what you get from him. You get DeSantis talking about issue after issue after issue, right? And if he criticizes Trump, it's, 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 it's valid. It's like Operation Warp Speed or lockdowns or not firing Fauci or creating a bigger deficit, a $7 trillion deficit or not building the wall or not making Mexico pay for it or not draining the swamp, it's all basic stuff. Right, that we all know is true. It's not this ridiculous nonsense. of How you say a name or a nickname, or it's, it's 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 babble. It's 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 blather. It's childish bullshit. It's psychotic for a seventy-seven-year-old to talk like that. When an eight-year-old talks like that, we know their brains aren't fully developed yet. But a seventy-seven-year-old's brain should be fully developed. But this is on the other side. This is like the flip side, right? They say when you're very old, you revert back to being a child again, right? And we know it's happening with Trump and Biden, and so on and so forth. But it's a, this guy is just an, a, a huge, a huge embarrassment, and he's broke. He has no money. He has no campaign, and he knows that he's going to jail. So, once again, though, the facts are the facts. You can watch Ron DeSantis and you see what he is. You can watch Donald Trump and you see what he is. But the Republican Party, as I've said a million times, will is facing a litmus test starting next year. Starting January was the 15th, they'll be facing a litmus test. And as do are they the party of this psycho cult? Are they a party of the Trump cult or not? And I'm not even gonna say, are they a party of Trump or DeSantis? I think of course they should be the party of DeSantis. But are they gonna be the party of the Trump cult or normalcy, right? They're going to have to decide that. And now DeSantis is the you know it's it's Trump versus DeSantis. That's this race. So forget about Nikki Haley and and Farmer Swampy and Christie and all those people. It's it's Trump versus DeSantis. So that's the decision. Will it be the party of Trump or will it be the party of DeSantis? And Republicans will have to decide that. And if they decide they're going to be the party of Trump, they're also deciding they're the party of not winning anymore. They're the party of letting Democrats continue to win. And so that's how they're going to have to make a decision, you know, on what they want to be. They, they have the choice. It's a more than a clear choice. It's more than just a clear choice. It's 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 I say it's no choice because there really is no choice. It's so obvious who the better person is, who the better candidate is, who the better human being is. Who has a better shot of winning, which is the most important thing, only 13 months from now? This is going to go really fast, folks, really fast. So you're going to have to decide on that. Republicans are going to have to decide on that. And they're going to have to decide if they're going to keep a lot of people like myself who are over the Democrats because they've already made their decisions, right? In 2016, 2020, they decided to be the party of the corporate establishment, right? They decided that. And I got out and a lot of and then, of course, COVID, the party of COVID, I got out and a lot of other people got out. There's only one other party to go to. Right. So the Republicans are going to have to decide if they want to keep us or if they want to let us go. So I'm in limbo right now. Right. I know people like to come on the show and say, oh, Mike, you're a conservative, you're a Republican, you're a libertarian. No, I'm in limbo right now. I'm nowhere. And I'll be nowhere until the Republicans make this decision it's up to them i'll have my one vote but it's basically up to them it's their party and they're gonna have to decide during the primary process what they want what they want but he is in big trouble he's got no money he's worried about going to jail he's obsessed with ron DeSantis. in fact i believe his civil fraud trial just began today. So that's basically where we are with, uh, with, with, with DeSantis and, uh, and Trump. And remember, the Democrats know this, right? They know, they're always talking about MAGA, ultra MAGA, MAGA this, MAGA that. They want people to know that it's, uh, the Republicans are possibly gonna go over the cliff right? They're going to go over the cliff and they're pushing it that way, right? They're pushing Trump. They're pushing Trump through the media. They're not criticizing him. You hardly hear about him anymore. They don't go after him the way they used to. And they are backing him with talking heads and polls, right? So they're trying to push him towards the inevitability because they know they'll destroy him. I mean, once he became the nominee, then it would go back to the way it used to be. They'll then go after him full bore, just the way they used to, right? But they want to get him there. They want to get him past that primary finish line. That's what they want to do. As a guy on Twitter who I like, not Sean Hannity, but Han Shawnady, this is Han Shawnady, says, Republicans have a choice to make. Do you want successful conservatives like DeSantis, Kim Reynolds, Kemp, Youngkin, or do you want do nothing performance artists like Trump and Matt Gates, who we were just talking about, Lauren Balbert and MTG? I'll take the former any day of the week, but perhaps because I'm old school and I still care about silly things like policy. That's what it comes down to, absolutely. That's what I say all the time. Are you gonna be the party? When when he says Trump, Gates, that's the party of Trump. Are you gonna be the party of Trump or DeSantis, Reynolds, Kemp, Youngkin? Successful conservatives who have won. They have won while Trump has lost, right? So that's what they're going to have to decide. And we'll see if the Republican party is run by a cult. I'm not going to be part of it. That's why I left the Democratic party, right? They're the cult of corporatism. They're the cult cult of COVID. They're the cult of mandates. They're the cult of wokeness. I don't want any part of that, but I also don't want the cult of Trump. I don't want that either. And, uh, it's a crossroads road, for the Republican primary. This is probably the biggest, most important primary in the history of the Republican Party in my lifetime. I've never seen this kind of a choice. It's two separate directions. There's two separate directions. And they'll have to make that decision. That's what they'll have to do. And we'll see what happens. But the jury's out as far as I'm concerned with what party I would be part of or, or support. The answer could be the Republican Party. The answer can be no party, right? Uh, Which is maybe why we need RFK Jr. to run as an independent, as a backup, right? um We'll see what he does. As far as my support of RFK Jr., I get his text all the time. I've signed up, but I don't know. Once again, the jury's out with RFK Jr. too, because if he's going to do what Bernie Sanders did, and simply try to sheep herd people to vote for Biden, right? To let the democrats rig the primary install biden as the nominee again and then just say well i'm a democrat vote for him that all of this is pointless this is a pointless exercise right it's almost like um performance art when you know that come a march april may june whatever it may be but certainly by the democratic convention in the summer that you're going to support the democrat right and whether it's because we can't allow Trump or we can't allow DeSantis or whatever it may be, that's bullshit to me, okay? So the jury is totally out on a lot of things, right? It, uh, our voter's gonna make the right decision. Uh, our politician's gonna make the, the right decision in the end. We'll see what happens. But it's, it's a very precarious time in these United States of America. It really is. Um, there are a lot of crazy people in this country and they used to be on the periphery of politics but then now they have taken over in a way right they're entering the mainstream of politics they're not in the on the periphery of politics anymore they now run things they run the agenda they decide who is elected and what you get is basically what we have right which is Gavin Newsom, which is Joe Biden. I mean, this is what this kind of politics leads to, All right? There are consequences for this kind of thinking and this kind of voting. It leads to people like Joe Biden becoming president. Gavin Newsom becoming governor. We very rarely as a nation make the right decision when it comes to politics and and leadership. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. We allow 80 year olds to win. We allow a Senate that cannot even just come up with a general agreement that doesn't prevent this nausea every two months of the government being shut down, right? We basically, when when people say the two party system, and I've talked about this a million times, I think I need to stop using those terms. And then we talk about the two cult system, because there's two very different cults, right? You have Matt Gates, who doesn't want Kevin McCarthy working with the other cult to come to an agreement. He wants him to stick to his own cult, line in the sand, shut the government down, right? And it happens on both sides that way, right? We don't want one side mingling with the other, we don't want one side mingling with the other cult. Gotta stay in our own cult. This is not a party, a party's fun right I think of parties as being fun should be party's a fun word. It's not a party, it's a cult. We have a two cult system and we've talked many times over the last decade plus about getting rid of this, about having more part more cults. <laughs> it doesn't work all right It never works. The libertarian never do well. the greens never do well enough they they will, they will never be a powerful cult. It's just the the Democrats and and the Republicans and that's what you get. That's what you get. It develops into this what it is now, which is lines in the sand, stick to your own cult. And that's it. And if you do negotiate with the other cult, we're going to try to get rid of you. We're going to try to get rid of you. I, I once again, it I, is a little bit of a selfish thing here with the government shutdown, I'm, as I'm about to travel, I don't want ornery flight attend, uh, air traffic controllers and TSA agents. But also, I think those people need to get paid. <clears throat> we need to have a government that runs, right? It's um, embarrassing. It's embarrassing when a country like this shuts down. Other countries see that, right? And they say, oh, God, look at the U.S. going to shit, going to hell in a handbasket. Um, when, I, when I head to Colombia this weekend, I, I'm going to ask people, I know there's a history of a lot of stuff in this country with the cartels and all that. Well, you're not supposed to talk about that. I was reading online about how they don't want, they don't particularly like it when Americans come there and talk about their checkered past because it's in the past. They worked hard against that. The government cracked down on that and they've cleaned it up and they've made a big tourist spot. And they don't really want to talk about that anymore. But what I'd like to know is, do they have these kinds of problems there? Does the government threaten to shut down every couple of months? Is that a problem? Do government workers there feel like they're not going to get paid every couple of months? Is, there, is that is that kind of, how do the politicians get along? What's the What I did notice is, I went and I did some currency exchange today. And I got a bunch of the uh, $50,000 bills. They're 50000 It's not it doesn't it's not that much money but it's there are fifty thousand dollar bills right uh mil 50, 50, bills right and uh I, I saw a guy on the you know someone on the on the on the on the bill and i'm, I'm wondering who it is so my uh, american way of thinking said oh this must be a a politician right i said oh this must be a a politician who's on this bill because we put Every one of our bills has a politician, right? Am I right about that? Every one of our bills here in the United States of America, and I was in, when I lived in Canada, they're all politicians except the queen is on one of them, right? It's still basically part of the politics, right? Queen is the queen, all right? So I'm wondering, I'm looking at this photo, and I'm thinking, who is this guy? I'm trying to think, I'm I'm racking my mind. I'm thinking, who is this guy on the $50,000 Colombian peso bill? He doesn't. I said, "Oh, I don't don't recognize the photo as being a a president or a or a uh, or a political leader." Well, it's not. It's Gabriel Garcia Marquez, a journalist and novelist. So they put cultural figures on their currency. They put actually a journalist, a novelist, on there, and this is the second highest bill. They also have a hundred thousand dollar bill, which is the highest bill. So this is the second highest. This would be like equivalent to our $50 bill, right? They have a novelist, journalist, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. That right there tells you a very different, it tells you a real story about the cultural difference between a place like Colombia and the United States, where, or I guess most of the West, right? Because like I said, except for Canada, it's all political figures and the queen. Uh, I believe it's a lot of political figures in Europe too on the Euros. I don't know for sure. But here, this, this bill is, is the, is a, is a writer and a journalist. That's what matters, you see. All right. Writing, journalism, real writing, Nobel Prize winning writing and journalism. <laughs> That's important to the people of Colombia. Important enough, they put this guy on a very large bill. I said, ah. Oh, that's my American way of thinking. It had to be a politician. It had to be a former leader or president or, or soldier or, or general or something, right? But no, novelist and journalist. It, it tells you about the soul of a country, right? Why don't we do that? Why can't we put, I know we have no great journalists here. Right? We certainly have had journalists in the past. We certainly have had fantastic novelists here great writers. We could put Hemingway on a bill, right? We could put Ernest Hemingway on a bill here. What's what's wrong with that? I know we live in woke culture. They'll talk about, oh, he's a drunk and this and that. Who gives a fuck? But I'm saying we could put a guy like that. We could put a cultural figure as opposed to a political figure on the money here. But we do not. Hey, domestic, you're in the room if you're awake. Uh, who is on the currency? In, in Israel, I'm guessing the currency in Russia has political figures. I could be wrong. Up oh, there he is. Well, why don't we talk? So, who is on the the currencies in in Israel? Hello, hello, hello. hello. Testing one two. <laughs> testing one two. I also had an appearance of domestic. I feel honored. You do. It's like, you should. You it's should. like royalty has come <laughs> into the room.
2: <laughs> hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Um, let's see. So uh, I don't know if Russia, obviously, back in the day, they had Stalin, I believe, and Lenin. Lenin mm-hmm. uh, was on everything. Right now, I don't think they have anybody um, at all. And uh, in Israel, they had Golda Meir on some and then some other. I do think they had Albert Einstein, if I'm correct, on some of the bills. And, uh, but I have a proposition why we, I have a, I want to run a couple of cultural figures by you. Go ahead. For our, for for US dollars. Okay. The nomination, okay. Fauci on a twenty dollars <laughs> bill. <laughs> Mehdi Hassan on a $50 bill. <laughs> and Rachel Maddow on a $100 bill.
0: There you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey, you know, you kid about that. But if we did a poll of that in California, it would probably win. That's really sad. You're going to make me cry because it's true. It is true. If we we can actually bring that up. People here wouldn't even know it's a parody. We can start no, this no, thing on Twitter. No, no, they would think
2: we're serious, right? They would think yeah. we're
0: serious. We mean it, yeah. Yeah. We want yeah. Fauci on the 20. We want Mado on the 50 and Mehdi Hassan on the 100 because these are the heroes of COVID, right? Yeah. So they should all be on those bills. But We also have to find a place for uh, the $5 bill, Walensky. We'll put it on the $5 bill. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: when you go to Colombia, ask them whether they handle their crime with a brutal force or with diversity training.
0: Well tomorrow i might read I, I sent you this last week but there's a place in colombia called comuna 13 and uh, it's an area which was overrun by the the terrorists the, the drug dealers right the gangs it was it's still a low income area but uh, it it was overrun by gangs what the government did i believe in uh, uh was it 20 was it 2011 no it, 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 maybe before that it might have been like no it was like 20 years ago i think is they came in and they killed them all <laughs> they killed like 30
2: yeah yeah. there's more more about that just military goes in and just shoots everybody brazil the same yeah yeah they they said you know what we've had enough of this and they wanted they
0: realized the value in american tourism and they weren't getting that because people were afraid of being gunned down in a drug fight so they said no we're done with this they came in they killed about 20 top leaders right the 20 top guys um a lot of others they put in jail and they clean the whole area up. And now I believe over the last decade, it's become like this big tourist attraction. I can't wait to see it with, um, elevators, escalators. Cause you know, it's, it's everything's very hilly. In, yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. And so they have escalators. They put escalators, a series of escalators that you take and you go up and down to different parts and locals sell, sell things. So it's become this big tourist area. And that's the way Colombia cleaned up. They simply said, we're sending the military in, which is, you know, so much stronger than these uh, drug dealers, and we're just going to wipe
2: them out. And they did. I think the single best way to revitalize tourism in San Francisco is do exactly what we do now, repeated attacks on tourists and robberies on (laughs) tourists on the way to the airport, Mm -hmm. taking their luggage away. Oh, I've heard of. That's really helpful to our tourism. Oh, it's terrible. it's, it's,
0: It's awful, you know, and that is what a, gov- a real government that's they understand how important terrorism uh, terrorism well terrorism but tourism is and they understand how important tourists are and tourists feeling safe that they want to com- continue to come back to a country and spend money there and fuel the economy uh, colombia seems to understand this and this country well not everywhere but places like san francisco don't seem to get that that If it takes this harsh thing of going in and wiping these people out it might be a couple of a couple of weeks or a couple of months of of harshness but in the end you're going to get a much better society yeah but what
2: about equity
0: what's equity oh equity yeah and here look and we're such pussies here we're not talking about sending the army in and wiping out people who are dealing drugs in the corner. We're simply like clean the tents up, get the tents off the streets. And people here don't even have the constitution for that. It's no. like, oh no, no, you can't, you can't do that. you say public streets, they can do whatever they want. No, no, they can't. They're not public streets. They're streets that are owned by us, the people. We pay taxes to keep these streets clean, right? So, it's not like you do whatever you want, yeah. public streets, do whatever you want and you're on the public streets. And that's not the way it works. And other countries get that. And we don't get that. Look, I'm interested in reporting back because I've never been uh, over, I've, I've been to you know Central American and, and South American countries for a short period of time. I've never been there for two weeks. So I wanna be able to see all the aspects of the city. Um, I, I'm already making connections there. I understand It's easy to get around. It's about the size of Chicago or Toronto. It's very dense. So you can do a lot in two weeks. And I'm going to see what the lay of the
2: land is and the positive. Well, make sure you see the good and the bad, the complete
0: picture, right? Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of, uh, once again, there's there's a lot of panhandling. There's a lot of people begging for money. It's not a very wealthy country. In fact, the average salary is about 15,000 US, the equivalent of 15,000 a year US. So it's not a, wealthy country, it's a very poor country in a lot of ways. but it's it's um very affordable compared to here. So the people there, you know, f- making fifteen thousand equivalent there is not like making thousand fifteen thousand here. It's a different story. People can actually live there on that kind of money. but it's not a a, a wealthy, luxurious country. you know, we mm-hmm. don't have people like in t- the techies and say, although it's becoming medellin itself, I'm reading is becoming a very tech centric it's almost become the silicon valley of colombia so Medine itself is starting to build up and become more expensive you know with that probably comes americanization which is never a good thing I don't, <laughs> <think>. <laughs> but we'll see I, i'm very interested in seeing i'm very excited you know i've read so much about it i've read some good things some bad things but i'll have to see for myself you know a lot of people who write about other countries or people who maybe went for a week or read about it in books and don't really know what's going of course. on. So I want to see for myself.
2: And everybody has their own experience, right? So
0: Oh, everybody has their own experience for sure. There's no there's no doubt about it, you know. But um, it, it's a uh, once again, just that one fact of putting a a, a, a novelist, a journalist on the bill yeah. tells you a lot about the priorities of a country. What's What's the we don't want to play politically. We don't want to
1: who
2: would you want to see? Say that again.
1: Who would you? Who
2: would you want to see? Like immediate? Just give me an immediate. Well, life. I just said
0: Hemingway. I mean, Hemingway okay. is a big okay. American American cultural figure, right? Ernest Hemingway put okay. Ernest Hemingway on a bill. Um, uh, there are many great writers. Through, how about Mark Twain? You can yeah. put Mark Twain on a bill. I mean, there are so many. We have a a lot to choose from here. We probably have more to choose from than Colombia does, but we don't do it. So in a way, that makes sense. Why put politicians on our currency? Why? It doesn't make it. really doesn't make any sense. People here can't stand politicians, yet we put them on the currency, as though we're saying those are the most important people in our society. That's the mindset of the American. Those are the people who know things. Those are the people who tell us what we can and cannot do. Where in a place like Colombia, at least from this one small sign, is that no no, we don't we might need to we might need politicians, but we don't have to glorify them, right? Through memoriam. Let's put poets. Let's put writers. Let's what, put journalists. What would you say if Elon Musk was put on <laughs> No, seriously. Well look, you don't have to make it someone who's so fucking controversial, right? Okay you know you could put someone on there who the overwhelming majority of people say yeah that makes sense right i don't think even though hemingway was kind of a it's it's a long time ago right he was drunk i think most people would say okay hemingway is good right great writer we can all agree on that right mark twain even better even more wholesome than than hemingway sure why not and uh uh, you know i think the gold in my ear i just saw the film i like the film a lot i I can understand why israel i mean that was a very very trepidatious moment where they could have been destroyed right yeah. so i understand why they might put gold in my ear she 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 uh worked that minefield quite well and israel came out on the on the on the you know uh, the winning end of that but that's gold in my ear i can get all right but i don't know i'm just not and i i know we don't put any new politicians we're not putting obama on it although a lot of people on the left would love to see that right we're not putting any of these current politicians on. I know they're the founding people, I get that. But I think we can do better. I think we can do better. I think we can put cultural figures and say, you know what, culture matters here. Culture is what matters here. Um, And uh, I think, you know, I wouldn't, I know people on the left would probably like to take a lot of these guys off the bills. One, because they're all men, and two, because they were slave owners, right? But that's not why I would do it. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be doing it for woke reasons, like the left wants to take George Washington statue. Well, I now.
2: personally insist that at least one bill has a trans person on it. <laughs> you want? To, how about the one that works for Biden now? That one.
0: That's a, Imagine having to see that face on your twenty-dollar bill. Well,
2: the health, the director of. Yes. Yes. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. Levine. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Levine, Levine can go on one of the on one of the bills too, you know. But I, I just I think we really need to look at this and say, look, culture matters to a country. I think culture matters in a country even more than politics. Culture is 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 um, uh, the fiber of a of a really vibrant country. Uh, you see that when you go to Israel, you tell me about the culture. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, I think, you know, I've been thinking about it. The moving around doesn't help when everybody knows everybody and you see these large groups of people hanging out on every corner, which I have a feeling you're going to see in Colombia. It really uh, creates vibrance. When you have random people who who are completely disconnected from where you are, you're just not going to see that type of vibrance. You might see some kind of a artificially induced vibrance with alcohol, with some random events, but to see this organic, dynamic social um, energy, you need to be in a community. Uh, well, two things: you need to be in a community that's more stationary, where people don't move all the time, and of course, it has also it has to be a place that's not disconnected by freeways and plazas. It has to be dense, like you said. So, I think uh, I think Medellin is going to have some expats, but the majority of the people are going to be locals. I imagine.
0: Not only is a bunch of this is hilarious. So I'm looking up expats, and there's a Facebook, of course. There's a Facebook page for everything. So mm-hmm. There's a Facebook page which is like American expats living in Medine, right? So I joined this group. And this group is obsessed, absolutely obsessed, with female escorts who drug Americans. They are, they are <laughs> absolutely obsessed. Oh, they put up photos of women. They're like, watch well, let out. Let
2: me guess why. Let me guess why. One of the primary reasons why Colombia is a popular destination is because, of course, straight men... Are looking for beautiful, feminine women, and Colombia is supposed to be a hot destination. And I guess Colombians are taking advantage of the tour. Uh, no,
1: I think
0: it happens, but this group is like obsessed with it, as though it's like commonplace. You know, these women who meet men and then they drug them, take their money. <laughs> you know, I, really? I, I, first of all, I'm a little confused as as how women, all these women, drug people. I mean, you'd have to like leave your drink with them. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It's not
2: a, that hard bit, to put something in your drink. It's no, not a little that bit hard. of common
0: sense. They do it here though, domestic. You have to watch out in bars here. They put roofies if yes, you leave too. your drink alone.
2: That's, that's how that's how I get laid. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, that's you go. That's like common sense to me. You don't leave your if you go to a bar, you don't leave your drink
2: alone. Yeah, but guys don't think like that. That's more for women. <laughs> I don't, I guess. Men are not scared. You don't think about it when you're at a bar that you somebody's going to drug you. But there, men don't expect to be drugged by these beautiful feminine women, I suppose. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I,
0: <laughs> it's just the but the obsession with that one aspect of it is just, it's funny to me. It's like, Okay, all right. L- relax. Just let's not let's not make it like it's an epidemic, you know. <laughs> of women. The the real problem with a lot of these countries as we saw in the film The Sound of Freedom is is sex trafficking. That is actually a real thing and the government is really cracking down on it. I I've noticed that if you want to sign up for anything and first of all even by the way, Airbnbs, most of the Airbnbs require you to upload your passport when you book it. Uh, because the government, as of 2022, put in the law where everyone that gets a an Airbnb needs to be registered, they're worried about people coming there and doing sex trafficking mm. and getting apartments and using them for these reasons. They're very, very, very worried about that. And other things, like if you go on, um, like, let's say you want to join, like here, you want to join like AMC theater movie club, right, where you can buy tickets online. If you do it there for their theaters, you have to upload your Colombian ID or your U.S. passport, mm-hmm. even just to buy movie tickets online. So they're they're very very into this now, where they want to know where everyone's coming from. They want you to have to be open and you know upfront about who you are, and they're very very concerned with uh, with sex trafficking because they're getting a bad reputation. That film Sound of Freedom took place in Cartagena, right? Mm-hmm. So they're worried about that but look at least they deal with things right they try to crack down on things they try to you know they try to take care of these situations so people feel comfortable being there i don't ever see that happening here everything we do here every law we put in place here is garbage yeah. it does nothing
2: to from from from
0: little things like
2: explanation very elementary and that's unique to us when you cannot be honest about problems when you cannot even say things like you know looters are black or all the robberies here we need to do something about the black community you're not allowed to say that just as an example right when you can't honestly even talk about the problems how can you solve them when you, you you're not allowed to speak you're not allowed you're not it's true you know and it's just
0: once again when when a government does something that you know people would say okay this is a um kind of a privacy thing right people might get upset oh i don't want to have to upload all my ids all the time but when a government does something for like a real reason we have a real problem here that we want to crack down on i can i can get into that a lot more than this and i'm gonna i'm gonna read this now while you're on here maybe you read this glenn greenwald yesterday put up a a tweet and he said the canadian government armed with one of the world's most repressive online censorship schemes, announces that all online streaming services that offer podcasts must formally register with the government to permit regulatory controls. Now, of course, the, the, uh, the Canadian government puts out their press release saying they're taking a major step forward to modernize Canada's broadcasting framework. But we know from the Canadian government and Trudeau, the wannabe Hitler, in blackface and what he did for three years, that this is all about government censorship. Right? This is f- the frightening thing. These are the things that are They're completely tr-
2: different. You have a at the backdrop of trackers of freezing their bank accounts, of freezing yeah. the donations, all the horrible things that he has done, threatening the unvaccinated. Of course, this is so much scarier than anything that Colombia does for an obvious legitimate safety reason.
0: Absolutely. And that's the difference between something a government does that is meaningful, done for a real reason. In other words, not a nefarious reason, not a reason to control more uh, or or to be Orwellian, but just to crack down on an actual problem, whether it's prostitution. Not, not prostitution, sorry. I'm all for prostitution. Uh, sex, <laughs> sex trafficking or drug dealing, narco-terrorism, all that stuff. Great.
2: Clean it up. But when you're talking about things
0: like free speech. When you censor
2: people, when you lie to them, when you gaslight, then every subsequent action you do, even if it was good, it is going to be questioned. And people are going to be very skeptical after all the horrible things that they've done. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but the, the big question, though, I wanted to ask you is, are you, do you feel much better now that the person taking off of Feinstein is a black gay female?
1: Oh,
2: as I tweeted, the moment I saw her name, I knew she was the right person. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: That's That's another thing Gavin Newsom wanted to do is he couldn't find anyone with a normal name. That so wasn't allowed. I, I wouldn't underestimate
2: the destruction that that's going to cause because she said she's going to be focused on keeping peaking on the race issue, right? Race, race, trans, race. instead of doing work that's useful, that's important to yeah, all. Right. That's going to be another it, wasted seat of doing nothing and just generating controversy out of nothing. Or walk issues to get yeah. the people of California to vote for her, right? Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah,
0: it, it ju- it's just basically kowtowing to the voters of California. right? And the fact that
2: it's this type of blatant racism is tolerated yeah. uh, and, and it's been celebrated by Newsom openly. I'm just going to, uh, uh, you know, appoint a black woman. The fact that this is allowed is unfathomable. How is it any better than segregation?
0: It's not any better than segregation. In fact, it's like I said on the show at the beginning. It's basically saying to black people, to women, to gays, this is all you're about this is all you're good
2: for so this this is how to this is what defines you mike am i missing something is there some kind of great value in just having a diverse person does it really add so much to our you know no operation i think that that,
0: um in all fairness i think having coming from different perspectives in life is a good thing right Mm -hmm. you don't want 100 people and they all have the same perspective in life they're all But they're not. We don't have 100 white slave owners anymore, right? These aren't 100 white slave owners in in the Senate. We have plenty of quote-unquote diversity, people who come from, but but actually, even with these diverse people, a lot of them still come from wealthy backgrounds, right? They still do. There are very few people in politics who actually come from like poverty background, right? They, very few, they all come from more privileged backgrounds, regardless if they're gay or straight or black or white or female or male or trans or not. They all, most of them come from a very privileged background. So that's not diversity. What's diverse about that? You know, a lot of them come from, especially on the left, come from this, and the right too. They come from this very elitist backgrounds, right? Privileged backgrounds. Why don't we get rid of that? See, that's something they never talk about. They never talk about that. They don't. So that's a problem. I think that's the biggest problem. That's where you want more diversity. So people who come from very tough socioeconomic backgrounds growing up and having that perspective. Uh, words, living a real people who've lived a real life for a long time, a real life. That is what we need more of. We don't just need black, but this is easy, D- domestic, you know it. It's just easy. Find me someone who's black and gay and white and did trans. <laughs> Put them out there. That's, that's all that matters. And the, the voters in California will eat that superficial shit up. They they eat it up. You know, so that's, it, it's not a shock. It's not a, in fact, you know, this is Newsom's thing. Diane was too white and her name was too normal. Right? Very <laughs> name. Diane Feinstein, white Jewish woman. Nah, we can't have that anymore. That's not, white and Jewish, female and Jewish is not diverse <laughs> enough anymore. No. No good. Not not woke enough. Female and Jewish. Not,
2: not, not woke enough. We have to have LaFonza. I don't know. It's so funny. You look at Newsom's face and you can just read his whole life. You know What he likes. He likes to drink, to get laid, maybe to sniff some coke and sit at Balboa Cafe. Does he really care about climate and about diversity? Give me a break.
0: You know what I want to do? I think I know the answer to Newsom. I guarantee you, I want to ask people in Colombia: Do they even know who he is? I bet you most people don't even know who he is in Colombia. Why would they
2: know? Why would they care?
0: (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's like, but isn't that amazing? We as Americans, especially people who don't travel abroad much, and I don't—I haven't been abroad in a long time. I travel throughout this country a lot, but that's still a very limited point of view. But isn't it amazing that you can go somewhere that's, you know, not too far south of Florida, and they have no idea about the people that we obsess about. They don't even exist to them.
2: That's just just an amazing thing, if you think about it. Well, they have their own obsession. I'm sure they have every country has their own drama, right, internally.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I suppose. I suppose they have politicians they like and, and dislike. But um, I don't know. I'll we'll have to find out. Do they obsess about these individuals the way we do? I don't know.
2: I don't know, you know, I was hoping that we will, that things will come down after COVID and it didn't happen. And I was hoping things maybe will come down after Trump is done one way or the other. But it doesn't look like it's just about COVID and Trump. I think this drama and this BS is gonna continue, right?
0: Well, people need it in their lives. I've said that many times. People need this a lot of people need this drama. Many people get disgusted by it. They don't want it anymore. I think there's a certain number of people in this country, and it's not a a small number either, unfortunately, who need this kind of drama because their lives are empty in so many other aspects. They never travel. They don't have friends. they They don't live life that they obsess like soap opera, like it's a soap opera or a reality show over these things. And without it, they kind of feel empty, psychologically empty and lost. And I think that's a problem. I think that's a huge problem.
2: Now I am concerned that it might apply to us, at least in part. (laughs) (laughs) You knew it was coming. You knew it. Well, in part, yes.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah. In yes. That's what I want. Maybe I'll I'll find the key to not obsessing over this so much overseas. Maybe I'll find it. Well, at the
2: very least, you need a break, right? At least you need a vacation, some kind of vacation, and to take your mind off of shit. And and I can ask
0: you. I mean, you you, uh, go to Israel a lot. You stay for long periods of time. Don't you find that? Pe- do you find people there obsessed politics the way we do
2: in a different way, in a less partisan way? I think it's less there. They have their own divisions, obviously, but um, yeah, yeah, they have their own drama. I think it's less poisonous. They still feel like they're one nation here. It's really left against the right. And. Red against blue, it's like these people don't even feel like they belong to the same country, so um, I, I think it's more poisonous here uh, do you, do you uh, yeah.
0: get a sense do you find when you go to Israel, do they know who these political figures? I, mean, I know Biden and Trump did I, did I know Gavin Newsom? Do they,
2: know? they know every, there's people who know more than you and I about what's going on. They, they watch all the shows, all the, all the political shows. They know Tucker, they know Fox News, they know every senator, they know DeSantis, they go to Florida and mm-hmm. California, they know everything that you and I know, that's plus they we, know what's
0: going on. That's it's, because it's, it's basically Europe, I, I guarantee
2: They really care about what's going on here. They follow when there is election. They're watching elections on big screen. When there is a basketball game, they know Warriors. They know 49ers. They know Giants. They know everything that you know. Every show, every TV, every soap opera.
0: I'm going to guess South America is different. They probably don't care as much
2: yeah 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 they're they're less influenced they're less connected they don't come here as much they cannot afford it some of them move here some it's come of conferences expensive. but you right. don't have this type of connection with south america no maybe florida does florida a little bit more they might know who desantis is actually yeah. i am convinced that they know who desantis is but right. beyond that they don't give a shit. I i don't think so
0: yeah i think that's that's part of what i want to find out i really want to know what they feel about like if they if they know anything about trump or biden or care at all about them and what they're i'm I'm always interested in that you know so i know when i was in spain Mm -hmm. um they all knew who trump was i think
2: you're gonna hear a lot of good things about trump and when you hear that you have to understand that they're not coming from where you're coming from they're zooming out they're looking at the big picture big policies not at like minutiae like how fucked up he is like in those more specific ways so yeah, right. uh, to the right. outside world he's getting a lot of respect to the outside world on the bigger issues and i th- that's my guess that you're gonna hear that and nobody really cares about his behavior he's ridiculous you know all the oh all well, but you went or,
0: to uh, yeah. mexico city yeah and i mean i can't mexicans don't like him i mean hes i always- never
2: brought it up i was just happy that everything was open so I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's true. That's a good point.
2: So I, I never I never talked so did to you, anybody. Yeah. In Mexico City, oh. did you feel comfortable walking at night? Well, you know, I do the social experiment. I come out at night and I um, I uh, follow a woman like at two, three in the morning. Um and uh, to see if they're scared of me and is that what you do do you really do that well it's a (laughs) social experiment if women feel completely comfortable and they don't care and that somebody's walking behind them then you know that that's safe so in playa i was actually asking people in playa in mexico city i didn't do it uh i'm pretty sure it's fine but uh in playa uh, cancun whatever everybody sell there's no problem at all there's women walking around day and night and then I start feeling sorry for women who wants to come out here after 8 p.m. by themselves which my woman yeah. doesn't want to come out by herself she's not even going to meet me downtown after 8 p.m. Well I'm
0: interested because statistically speaking Medellin yeah. is safer than Mexico City so I'm wondering if if you feel safe um walking at night at in Mexico City uh, I'd probably feel safe doing the same thing in Medellin, but it's, I'm, I'm interested in saying, I'm not going to do your experiment. I'm not going to trail any women. I don't want any problems. it <laughs> uh, you know.
1: never
2: crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind in Mexico City or in Playa. I, it, I never even thought about safety. So let me just say that. I never felt like even any area was shady. I've seen some homeless, but let me just point something about homeless, okay? And um, the moment you give tents to people, Okay, you're basically affirming not their gender, but their behavior. And you're encouraging it. One thing is seeing people sitting, laying, asking for money. The other thing is setting up tents that proliferate. So um, I've seen some homeless, but they're not in this. They don't have the audacity to sit in the heart of the city, Mexico. They sit a few here and there in parks. They're very nice. They're very quiet. You can't. I don't think you can open a tent in Civic Center in Mexico City like you can here.
0: Oh, I, I would probably think not. No, yeah. I would think. I mean, I'll see what it's like in Medellin, but I'm guessing there are no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. In fact, there are no homeless. Well, towns. that
2: goes back to the community when everybody knows everybody, and there is families, and there is no broken. Random. This is very interesting. Problems. I
0: was, I was, yeah. I was speaking to someone in Medellin, and I was taught. I was asking about crime, and he said something. It might have been a little bit lost in the translation, but I think I got most of it. And it was basically, he said, the people stop crime more than the police and yeah, that's basically and that's basically what you're saying the community keeps it safe and that's what
2: we don't see here. look 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 um let's talk about the very simple thing robberies and i know that for sure i talked to a palestinian business owner on polk street you know you know him yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's if you commit a robbery in a let's say in a palestinian city Everyone is going to know who you are. You're going to be shunned in society. It's an embarrassment to you and your family for the rest of your life, so it's not going to happen.
0: Yep, see? That's exactly
2: it. You're not a random person who came from the ghetto or from some other place, and you have nothing to lose, and you don't care, and nobody cares about you. This reminds me of when certain areas of New York uh,
0: were run by the Italian mafia people would not come there to commit crimes because they probably would be found dead a couple of days later somewhere else. So this this is, once again, this is the community policing. People often say this, if you go to New York, oh, my area was safer when the mob ran it, right? I felt safer here than the mob running, than the government running it nope. because they took care of their, they didn't want this trash where their kids lived, right? Where their families were. So they took care of it, right? And the community, in a way, took the community leaders, and those were the community leaders at the time, took care of it and made
2: it safe. No, exactly. And, and you know, yeah. a, a Twitter user known by the name of Jufsha415 said something <laughs> I know that person. Said something very harsh, but it's probably true. She said all this tagging, ugly tagging that we see. If you just cut one hand, like by sh- if you went by Sharia law, if you just cut one arm of one of those tuggers, it would stop. Probably. That's it.
0: Yeah, right. Yes, yes. There's a look. Uh, I don't. I don't think you kill. I I, I don't know. I mean, there are certain things like you, you can. You. It, I believe in the eye for an eye thing in a way. I don't think you're gonna basically kill people who are not violent people, right? So you, you can't say if someone is a uh, dealing drugs in the corner, they should be murdered. I don't believe that, right? They should be put in jail. They should be arrested, but they should not be. You know. Or, no, of course not. And we yeah. don't have
2: to cut the whole arm. We can start yeah. with a finger, a couple of you know, fingers. So
0: there's yeah. something called common sense, right? Yeah. And, you know, and an eye for an eye and the proper punishment. But we don't have the proper punishment in this country. We don't. That's the problem. There is No, not no. In this
2: country or in this city?
0: Well, it, in many parts of this country. But yes, in this city, for sure. But no, of course, there are cities that are run by Republicans.
2: What what do you believe is an appropriate punishment for looters in Philadelphia? The plant coordinated looting. What's the appropriate punishment? Um, uh, looters
0: uh, uh, arrest. I mean, what, what, what? I don't understand. Why can't you arrest people? You arrest people. They were
2: arrested. Many of them were. But what? Oh, they should
0: be. They should be. They should get jail sentences for it. For how long? I don't know. I, I, I. you know, you could negotiate that stuff, but but here's the thing, domestic. These laws are already on the books. Yeah. They already have classifications of crimes on the books. Yeah. They we have DAs who don't follow the law. Ron DeSantis fired two of them. He's the only governor I know who has fired them. They don't follow the letter of the law. I learned I was in public school. I was not going into law. And i learned this i had law classes where we learned about crime and different degrees you know the felony a felony b c d all these different kinds of felonies and what the jail sentences were i learned about this when i was a kid they're on the books these these laws are on the books but you have liberal prosecutors and judges who don't follow it they follow their own narrative their own political activism that they believe in that they don't want the jails to be overcrowded. These people believe third, fourth, and fifth chances. So they don't apply the law. If it's a class this C felony, it goes with two to five years. I had to take tests. Once again, I was like 15 years old. I wasn't going to be a a lawyer, but I learned this. A class E felony is this many years, is two to four years. This one is seven to 10 years. This one's 15 to life. They don't apply the laws I learned when I was 15 years old in public school. That's the problem.
2: Well, um, before I forget, I think I'm gonna see you tomorrow, but I want you to specifically go to stores in Colombia and ask a very open-ended question, two questions, whether shoplifting happens and how common, and also how they handle it. What do they do exactly? What the consequences are? We know that shoplifting exists everywhere. It's part of business. People do steal here and there, right? But just to see the magnitude and how they're handling it.
1: No, but
0: interesting.
2: That, as a store owner, You understand that. You can take a certain
0: loss. This is the way it goes, right? But here, it's to the point where they have to close. (laughs) Right. They can't afford it anymore. They can't afford the huge losses. I'm
2: surprised that the corporations, you would think that they control everything, they own everything, like Target, like uh, I don't know who else, CBS that they cannot apply political pressure or maybe they're interested in it. And it's just an excuse to put everything online and they don't care.
0: Well, I, I was just going to say, I wasn't going to say online, but a lot of these major corporations would like to see the small business owner go out. No, but they go out too. So. Sometimes they do, but not, yeah. I mean, you don't see, I guess you do
2: here in here in San Francisco, Nordstrom's goes out, right? Come on, I think CVS is going to close 900 stores next year, but I don't know if it's because of shoplifting or they just go online. Um, Well,
0: I don't, I find that kind of doing that kind of stuff online is a pain in the ass. It's much easier going into a drugstore and five. Well, here you can't, here you can't spend five minutes in a drugstore. It takes you five hours. I went into Walgreens the other day and every product I had to buy was locked up and I had to push the fucking button. To have the guy come
2: plus plus because it's the only Walgreens there was a line long line and maybe only one clerk was working at the cash register right. I know there'll be two things that won't be
0: in Colombia that we have here because basically they don't have them in Florida. There won't be everything won't be locked up in the drugstores. In fact, I'm going to predict that in Colombia
2: nothing is locked up
0: in the drugstores. Well, maybe you
2: can make a video when you're I there. Will.
0: I
1: will
2: yeah, yeah. I On know. that note, I have a question. Do you yeah. have any idea why everything looks run down? Starbucks used to be squeaky clean. Now the windows are dirty. The banks, Walgreens, everything looks run down, dirty, and it's like no one cares. Why is it?
0: Um, I do. It's it, it's a uh, because no one cares because there's a. I mean, a is it window. me
2: or do you see that too? No, everything is like top ass,
0: I, right? Very, yeah. very. Dis- when you go to another, when I go to Florida, all the Starbucks are clean as can be. And yes.
2: shiny and squeaky,
0: Shining. just like they used yes. to be in the beginning, yeah. And even the CVS, the Walgreens, the place—there's no, the floors are clean. It's, it's, it's beautiful, but yeah. not here. Yeah. No, because we have this culture here where people just don't care. We don't care, right? You don't care for store. It's is good enough.
1: Or, yeah,
2: it's, but, it's, it's, it's a, even our Trader Joe's. My God, on, on. No, on, I, I, I wanted like, to get. It's a I got some currency. What is this?
0: Yeah. I got some currency exchange today. I yeah. wanted to have some yeah. Colombian pesos. Did you so see uh, that
2: block? Did you see that block? How disgusting it is? Which one? I'm sorry? The Trader Joe's on, you know, on Hyden, California. Oh, the Trader it's Joe's
0: disgusting. here. Yeah. Which is on Knob Hill, basically. This is basically Knob Hill. Yeah. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> right? And that was known as one of the nicest areas in, in San Francisco at one point. But, it amazed me still, and I've I've bitched and moaned about this here how early things close here. So I wanted to get some currency exchange today. So I call one place in Chinatown, and they close at five thirty in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. And I finally found some place in the you know the uh, slowly deteriorating Westfield Mall <laughs> where everything is closing up, where it was open till eight. I was like, okay, I'll go there. So I go <laughs> online. I said, you know, let me see. Let's say I want to exchange some currency in Medellin. So I go online. Do you want to know what time the currency exchange? Hmm? Probably Three,
2: midnight or twenty-four no, hours or midnight. Three a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's capitalism. M- Where is m- our hustle? Where is our capitalism? Where is the yeah, hustle? Yeah. It's. <laughs> we don't. We, we pay a lot of money for zero amenities here now. Yeah, but the most baffling part for me is the cafes that close at 3 p.m. Every cafe closes at 3 p.m. And uh, this is not being back to normal. This is not back to normal.
0: It's not back to normal. No, No. it's not. This is not normal. There's nothing normal about this. Well, you've talked to me about Israel. Things don't close at 8 o'clock. The restaurants and cafes aren't all closed at 8 o'clock at night. Well, here it's
2: like at 3 p.m. Most cafes close at 3 p.m.
0: Yes, a lot of cafes here do close at 3 p.m. It's true. I- I'm always amazed how things can close here. Uh, you know, things that working people, well, maybe they assume no one's working, which is probably true, but working people like the currency exchange closes at 5.30. The haircut, you can't get a haircut after six. This is, I- I'm not exaggerating, folks. Most hair salons in this city, barbershops close around six. What does a working person do? What does a working person who works eight or nine in the morning till six at night, you have to wait till the weekend, I guess? I mean, it's absolutely insane. And this is America. This is the America that we are living in.
2: And this is supposed to be the land of the hustle where everybody's trying to make every buck they can and right and be open as much as possible but you know what in their defense there's no demand do you think if our coffee shops were open later there would be people there empty as is i don't know where everybody is people moved. people sit at home this is just the new culture and that's very interesting and i don't want to hear about homeless and drugs and crime that's not what it is about that's not why people do not come out and sit in cafes or do whatever else
0: well, also you can't sit in a cafe outdoors here without being you know It's not just bothered by a homeless person. Look, once again, I'll be able to report on this once I'm there in in, in Colombia, but um, maybe you can tell me about the, I'm sure there's plenty of beautiful outdoor cafes in Israel, right?
2: Of course, of course, of course.
0: I I understand, but the problem here is you sit in an outdoor cafe, and as you're sitting eating your salad or, or drinking your beverage of choice, a guy walks down the street with his pants hanging down. What is that? Who, who who want to experience that? Who I understand there are always going to be beggars, always going to be people asking for money. If someone asks for money nicely, they're not threatening and they don't smell like shit, I don't care. Yeah, okay, if I have it, I'll give it. If I don't, I won't. That's the way I'll go about my business in Colombia. But it's the whole idea of sitting at a cafe here and you have someone walking down the street, with their ass hanging out, or even worse, they're screaming and yelling, and they yell in your face, and they get violent. And who wants to deal with that? That is not civilization. It's not civilization, period. It's third world stuff. That's what it is. And yet, we beat our chest here as though we're so much better than everyone else. Oh, America's the best. You don't want to live anywhere else. We know that's bullshit. It may have
2: been true at one point.
0: But no. not now. Not now.
1: Yeah,
2: but I will tell you: going to Berlin, game, going to Peninsula Redwood City, whatever. These places are run very well, and you know these people. There is people who live ten miles away from here, and it's a completely different world. It's very interesting.
0: Well, uh, yes, it is a different world. Once again, my world is San Francisco, right. and uh, I have to live most of my time here. And go out to eat most of the time here. And if I want to go to a Starbucks, I'm, I'm not going to go to Walnut Creek. I'm not going to take an hour bot ride to go to a Starbucks. So this is what I have to deal with. Right. This civilization. It's not a civilized society. It's not. I, I see people eating outside here and I'm like, what do you, I, I don't get the ambiance of eating outside <laughs> uh, yeah. when there are people, you know, in the streets walking past you who they smell so bad it makes you want to throw up. It's it's yeah.
2: it's it, it, this is so easy to clean up, and all to these. Me, other to me, the most disturbing thing is it's been fully accepted as normal. Nobody cares. Exactly. Nobody looks. They just exactly. walk by. It's like not a big deal. Exactly. They're able to completely tune it out. It's like and, it's and, not and there.
0: if they have to blame somebody, it's a Trump or DeSantis or Republican. When of course yeah. Yeah. Republicans haven't touched the city since the beginning of time, basically. Yeah, so it's yeah. uh it's it's a very sad situation. It really is. I would never eat outdoors here. I mean had to do it during COVID, but I don't have to do that. I am not eating outdoors here. It's just you know or, or there's a, a great restaurant, you know it, called Post. Right? Post What's the what's the, what's the what's the name of the restaurant? I'm losing it now. Aliment? Yeah. No, Post. The restaurant on Post here with the outdoor thing in the Oh, oh Jones. John Post Jones, Jones. There's a yeah. restaurant called Jones. Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only way you can eat outside. If it's in the back, like in the back. And it's completely and the
2: dead. And nobody yeah. goes there. It's so beautiful. And there's nobody well, there. I, I, it's but amazing. that's the only way you can eat outside. If it's
0: enclosed in the back of a restaurant where homeless people can't gather and walk through it. That's the only place you can really enjoy the outdoors here. So it, it it's so it, it's, it's this is not a real vibrant culture this is not a vibrant society this is basically a um a a, a far left prison is the way i say this it's a
2: far left one i prisoner. might just uh i might just take a trip to portland because we're curious to see which one is oh. more delusional oh. no but oh. i want to see which one is worse <laughs> I, just want to I, I seattle portland san
0: francisco they should have a, a battle battle of the worst <laughs> <laughs> I don't the worst city to decide who's who's uh, slipping and sliding into third worldism the faster it's uh when I'm in Portland I always think that's the worst when I'm in Seattle I think this is the worst when I'm here I think this is the worst so I don't know it's uh it, it's it's tough it's 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 tough you know I, I don't think any of them are doing a great job with cleaning up so we'll 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 see know what happens but hey domestic yeah i'll see you soon thanks for the call
2: see you soon baby see you thank Thank you you. okay thank you all right absolutely
0: yeah so that's you know just a big part of uh what makes it very tough and what makes it even tougher of living in a place like san francisco or really any major city run by democrats you notice the major cities run by democrats and not only the biggest shitholes they're also the more most expensive places to live because it's it's populated by these delusional people who live in a different universe. Where, like, oh, isn't this great? Isn't it great that I pay three hundred dollars a month to go to Equinox? Uh, it, here's the thing that I'm beginning to learn by looking up life in Colombia and talking to locals, and I'll know more of when I get there. But what I'm learning is it's a different world when it comes to what things are worth paying for, right? Like, uh, uh, I'm going to end the show in a few minutes, but if you look up, I always like doing I always recommend if you're traveling somewhere, especially another country, always look up the culture, look up the prices of things before you go there. Try to get a better understanding of what you're dealing with. But a movie in, in, in Medellin, a movie is $3, $3 U.S., Think about that for a second. $3 US to go to a movie. Here it's 20 to 25, okay? And yet the movie theaters there are not closing down. They're vibrant. They're probably better than the ones here. They're probably more vibrant than the empty theaters here where no one will go unless you have a Barbie oppenheimer a right? $3, they're not closing, understand this. They're able to function, okay? Why can't they function here at, at $25 a movie? Other things, there's the, the, the tra- mass transit is about a buck or less United States value. So it's about a, a buck to use the incredible mass transit system there, which was built in 95, which is like the, 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 the joy of the country that they built this incredible mass transit system, which is buses and subways and aerial trams that all connect less than a dollar US to ride it. It, it. it it survives, it's vibrant, it's clean. Why are they always raising the prices here for shit? They raise the prices here and it's shittier and shittier every year. So this is the thing, we we think here in a different way than people think elsewhere, I, I wanna go to a gym. If I'm in a place for two weeks, I gotta have a gym. So I'm asking around, how much is it gonna be for a couple of weeks, me to join the gym? Well. A friend of mine sent me two separate gyms. They have about six locations each. He said, "Yeah, go to one of these." So I'm looking. I think, all right. I don't know how much they're gonna charge a tourist for two weeks, but a monthly plan, a monthly plan there, is about you know ten, fifteen dollars, twenty bucks U.S. for a for a monthly. A monthly plan. When I tell them that $100 here is like the average, they don't believe what I'm saying. And the gyms there look beautiful. They look spotless. They look clean. How can they function on these prices? Well, because the rents are less, right? So the rents are less, the taxes are less. So they can exist fine charging these very uh, affordable prices for these things that are not affordable in this country. And yet we can't function here. As expensive as things are in San Francisco, these businesses cannot survive. Yet in other places, other countries, and I'm sure it's not just specific to Colombia, I'm sure it's many of those countries, which is why Americans are moving to places like Colombia and Americans are moving to places like Costa Rica, because you can live so much better there you can live much better for much less. So it's a win-win situation. Hey, look, I might go and say, oh, Jesus, I I don't know, too many people panhandling. I, I, I might say, you know, I can't, the language, I can't deal with it. Who knows? There could be a whole bunch of negatives that I feel about. I don't know. But I, I do know the basics and that things are much cheaper. I looked up, I'll end the show on this. I looked up the restaurants in Medellin. I always like to look up I'm a foodie. So I found the site that has the top 25 restaurants. So, you know, usually when you're looking at the top, go on and do the top 20 restaurants of San Francisco. They'll all be ridiculously expensive, una- unaffordable, 100 bucks a person. Okay. So I'm guessing that if I'm finding the 25 best restaurants in the city uh, of two and a half million people, they are going to be the top expensive restaurants, right? Places you don't have to eat, but you can. Entrees are at the most at, at, the, at the top twenty-five <laughs> restaurants in the in the city. Entrees are ten bucks U.S. ten to twelve bucks U.S. Appetizers are three to five dollars U.S. Valet parking in a hotel in a in a top hotel is about twelve dollars a night U.S. Here it's what sixty seventy. So think about that, and yet these restaurants exist; they flourish not charging an arm and a leg how is that because the whole society is structured differently it's structured more to let these businesses thrive to let the middle class thrive Um, and even though there's a lot of abject poverty in almost every country um, there is a system that doesn't say that is uber capitalist system which squeezes you for everything and makes it impossible makes it incredibly stressful for you to survive you have to work your ass off right you have to make a lot of money you can't work one job that is that is the issue we deal with here and we talk about american exceptionalism and it's all bullshit. i've said this before the politicians here get away with a lot of what they get away with because people are so provincial and they don't leave I'm not even talking about going to Colombia or to a South American country or even to Europe. I'm talking about people just leaving San Francisco and traveling to Florida for a couple of weeks. They count on that. And they especially counted on it during COVID. This is the way it is everywhere. No, 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 no. Or don't care about the way it is there. Or they can lie about the way it is there. Everyone in Florida is dead. And the morons here believe it because they never travel to Florida and see the way it really is and see that their government's lying to them. And that applies to other countries. Your government's lying to you. Remember, our U- State Department, if you go on the State Department website, they'll tell you, don't go to these places. They're dangerous. They don't want you to go there, not because it's dangerous. The, ta- the, statist- the statistics, I hate that word, say that many of these countries are safer. The cities in these countries are safer than most American cities. Statistically, Medellin is safer than Chicago, and New Orleans and Mexico City. Yet our government will say, no, no, don't go there. Why don't they want you to go there? They don't want you to see how grass, the green the grass is on the other side. This is the same thing they were doing during COVID. Don't go to Florida. Everyone there's got COVID and is dead. Don't go there, we're doing it right. We're keeping you safe. They were lying. They don't want you to go to Florida and say, wait a minute, oh my God, this is great. It's free and everyone's alive and thriving. They don't want you to see that because they rely on your ignorance. That's what this government does, and you can't trust it. So my feeling is if this State Department, if this government tells you not to go somewhere, you go. You go, and you find out for yourself because they don't tell you the truth. We're living in a very Orwellian time, right, where they they lie. Just believe us. We have your best interests in mind. No, they don't. We know that. And certainly not this American psycho 2.0 hair gel king of California who only cares about woke politics, identity politics, and appealing to morons who keep him in office. That's all he cares about. We'll end the show on that. Now, tomorrow night there'll be a show, Tuesday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Wednesday there will definitely not be a show (laughs) because I'll be traveling to Florida on on Wednesday. And then we'll see about after that. But once again, it's going to be Florida's East Coast time. Medellin is its own time. It's it's, uh, Colombian time, which is central time, basically. It's our central time, even though they're near Florida, whatever. So it's uh, all these different time zones, and we'll figure it out. But I know there will definitely be a show tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. I'll see you here. I hope you'll see me here. I hope we see each other here. You've been listening to And Let's Be Heard. Thank you, Domestic, for calling in. I see Bob's been listening. Who else was just here? Andrew was coming in and out. Um, and I'll see you all uh, tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike and reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.